0: take some notes, and get ready to see your life and bank account transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. You all know I want you to be extremely successful. So I try to have on guests that can really help you strategically build your business, but also mentally help you build your business. So from my many, many years of coaching, I do hear a lot about partners and husbands. And sometimes some of the things they say can really hurt our feelings. Okay, So I know they can really directly affect how you show up in your business and also just what you choose to invest in. So I wanted to have Alana Israel on the podcast today. She is a communication expert. I love just hearing how she recommends you speak to your partner and how to just navigate those hard conversations about your business. And just overall, like when you hear those things like, Did you get a client this week? Or when are you going to make some money? Like this episode is going to help you communicate so that you can have a healthy relationship while building your business. I know the people around us are so important. It can directly affect your energy and just your mood every single day, right? And if your spouse isn't making you feel so great about your business right now, then this episode is really a must listen. So before we dive in this episode though, I wanna tell you more about who is Alana Israel. So she is a former therapist turned relationship coach. Alana is the creator of Partnership Aligned Podcast. And in her one-on-one coaching program, she helps moms release resentment so that they can relax and enjoy their partner. Alana learned firsthand in her own marriage that you can be the healthiest version of yourself no matter what your partner says or does. Now she uses her professional and personal experience to help women feel happier with their partner through deeper intimacy and better communication. Alana shares so much wisdom and value in this episode on marriage and communication. It's honestly a must listen. So here's the episode and I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Alana Israel. So Alana, thank you so much for coming on. You are somebody I follow I've been following for probably a couple of years now. You have a podcast. You just, your content is so flipping good about marriage, being in partnership, communication. And I wanted to have you on because I know for a fact, a lot of women who start businesses have these husbands, these partners, spouses that can kind of put some pressure on women to... Move faster and make more money. And I just I really wanted to pick your brain. But before we get started, I just would love for you to share who are you and what are you all about? Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk
1: about this. So um I am Ilana and I live in Philadelphia and I am a relationship coach. Um I help women release resentment towards their partner so that they can just relax and like enjoy their relationship. Um, and yeah, personally, I'm a mom. I'm a, um, I'm also a life and fitness coach elsewhere. I, you know, love to, uh, go on the beach and dance around the house naked and do all the fun things.
0: (laughs) You're the best. I said, you've been in my world for many moons now and everything about you just screams like just fun energy, just I don't know, I just love I just love how you talk about relationships and communication. So I thought you'd be a perfect person for this. So the real reason is like I've had a few women in my in my coaching container over the past few months who have come to me and a lot of them have some self-esteem issues, some like low confidence, and when we really get down to the root of it, I'm like, "Well, like where is this really coming from? Like why are you putting so much pressure on yourself?" to make money in a certain amount of time or um just overall like why don't you why don't you have a client this week and it's like a lot of it's like well my my husband and I have had a lot of conversations around why isn't this business working or you know why don't I why aren't I getting clients faster and i was like oh so your husband is putting a lot of pressure on you and so i thought you'd be a perfect person to just kind of I, I, put some perspective on this for me, um, because I can only coach so, so deep into the relationship piece, but I'm not a relationship coach. So I really want to see, like, what are your thoughts around this?
1: I have 17 million thoughts <laughs> and I don't know where to start. Okay. I know. I just took out a pen and paper and I don't yeah. even know what to you write. You take I'm some like, notes, uh, everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. So first things first, the only reason that it would bother you that your husband is saying these things is if on some level you were feeling insecure about it yourself. Okay. So we need to start with that. I have been a new entrepreneur, Allison. you were my business coach. So you know that side of me very well. And it comes with so much insecurity and not knowing and like, how do I do this and all of that. So our husbands are going to also have that experience. You know, if you're sharing money and you're sharing lives and you're sharing time and you're sharing commitment, um, yes, it's your business, but it does affect your partner, right? And imagine having the type of fear and insecurity that you have, but also not being on the front line of seeing just how hard you're working and everything that you're doing. So I think it starts, number one, with just remembering that like, these husbands, they're just they have fear. It's just fear based. That's it, right? They're not bad. They're not. Um, I, they're not necessarily like trying to sabotage or like want you to fail or any of that. I mean, I'm sure there are some guys like that, right? Because we've got everything out here. But in general, usually it it's just fear. Just like for us, as the entrepreneur, as as the woman, as the mom doing it, for us, it's also fear based, right? Like every single time. And when I started my business, every single time that I started to feel scarcity or that I started to feel pressure or that I started to feel anything like that, it was always because I was choosing fear over faith yeah. every time. And so, you know, these husbands, they're human just like we are. And so, you know, so let's just relate and have some compassion to start. That's where I want to start. And then kind of coming back to this topic of it's only going to bother me that you say it if I already believe it on some level. Okay. So I have a teacher. I love how she says, you know, if you, she has blonde hair. So she says, if you come up to me and tell me that you hate my purple hair, I'm looking at you like, are you okay? Like, do we need to call a doctor? But if you come over and you say, I hate your blonde hair. Now I'm going to say, wait, really? Why? Right. So if you don't believe that you have purple hair, like if you believe that you are, doing the damn thing and that you are showing up and that and that, you know, it will happen and all of that, then when someone, quote unquote, puts pressure on you, you're not going to receive that pressure. But if you're already feeling some insecurity, which, by the way, of course you are. If you're Everyone entrepreneur. does. Yeah. Yes. Like, of course you are. So this statement is not to say you shouldn't be feeling it. The statement is to say, of course, you're feeling it. <laughs> Which is why when husband puts pressure on you, you're receiving that pressure times too, because you're already putting that pressure on yourself. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, 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 um, it's kind of like that mirror, right? Like our relationships mm-hmm. always mirror back to us our biggest exactly for sure
1: exactly, exactly. So, you know, um and also it's a transition, right? We're talking about, New entrepreneurs. It's a transition. You know, it's possible that maybe someone was coming from corporate America, like you were, mm-hmm. or it's possible that somebody was coming from being a stay at home mom or from whatever it is. So it's a transition. It can be a little bit scary. It might mean, if you're a mom, that it's taking time away from the kids. It might mean that it's taking time away from your partner, taking time away from a full time job. Like it's a transition. It's going to bring up fear in everybody. So if we start thinking about the partner as just another, Person in the equation that's um, acting off of fear, then I think that we can start to relate a little bit and then come at it with some curiosity as opposed to being defensive, which is, by the way, always the secret to healthy communication. Mm-hmm.
0: How would you go about that then? Because I think, yeah, our natural, um, like we, yeah, our natural instinct is to be like get really angry and upset. Like if your husband's like, "Why don't you have a client this week?" Oh, yeah, that that would hurt my feelings, by the way. You know what I mean? Like to any like even yeah. after many years of me being in a, in a really uh, relationship and being in business, if my husband came up to me and was like, why didn't you get a client this week? Like, like yeah. why aren't you making more money? Like I'd be like, What that would really hurt my feelings. So like what totally. how do you how would you navigate that?
1: Yeah, that would bother me too, of course. So I think like in that situation, if someone is really saying like, hey, why don't you have a client? Why aren't you making money this week? I would, as best as possible, we're human, right? Nobody's going to do this perfectly. Shift into some like curious energy. I would just turn right to him and be like, oh, it's so interesting that you're asking that question. Why are you feeling the pressure for that to happen this week? Mm -hmm. Right? So any version of, What's going on here for you? Because mm-hmm. every single thing that your husband says or does is about how he thinks and how he feels and what's going on for him. Even if he insults you, now I'm talking about something else, but like, even if he insults you, it's still based on his perception of you. Like, mm-hmm. it's him. So. What he says and does, that is coming from some kind of thought and feeling, like I said, most likely fear-based. Um, and so it's, you know, just like we always talk about, like, taking ownership for for your own feelings, for your own stuff. You know, I don't know if you curse here. I just I was about to Go say ahead. for your for your own shit, right? Yeah. Like, Like, just like, I want you to take responsibility for your own shit. I also want you not to take responsibility for your husband's shit. Mm. right that's a big part of it
0: yeah money mindset right like I feel like that sometimes has a lot to do with it it's like feeling safe like in mm-hmm. like, and that's why a lot of people won't quit their corporate jobs right it's because it's the safety of getting a paycheck every two weeks or whatever but like entrepreneurship isn't like that like you're not always gonna get paid every day or every single week or every single month and it's just like well yeah that. That to a husband who's very much just like, I get paid this amount of money and I've been doing this for the last 20 years. So wait, what? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And so I'm always just like, well, they probably want that safety of having that paycheck, which in entrepreneurship, we might not get that. Right. Exactly. You're right. You're right on the money. It's
1: safety and security. Right. And it's not just like, oh, me as husband, I get a paycheck every two weeks. It might be you as wife used to get a paycheck every two (laughs) weeks and now you don't. So like I'm nervous, you know, I don't know how to navigate this. But again, it's the the partner's mindset. It's the partner's fear. It's 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 their shit is what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. It's their shit. And it's up to you whether you want to receive it, internalize it, make it about you, get defensive and then take it to this other level. Or if you want to allow them to have their thoughts and feelings, just like you'd like for people to let you have yours and then maybe like go get coached on it or do some journaling on it or, you know, and then like come back and have a calm conversation. I also am a big believer in having an in-depth conversation about a pattern within the marriage but not in the moment that it's happening. So in this situation, if husband comes over and says, why don't you have a client this week? Why didn't you make money this week? That would be the time to maybe like take some deep breaths or, you know, whatever you need to do. But I do suggest always come back when you're not in that moment and just say, Hey, I wanted to talk about the fact that you seem to continuously be asking me why I'm not making money or why I didn't get a client this week. And here's how it's making me feel. I understand that might not be your intent, but this is how I'm receiving it. And I would love to know what's going on for you when you make those comments and what can we do going
0: forward to get on the same page here? Yeah. Wow. That's, like, I think a lot of people really needed to hear that right now. You yeah. Know, don't do it right away. Like kind of internalize it. Like, yeah, yeah. Through it. Come yeah. back Maybe a day or two later being like, this is how it makes me feel.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah. And and get your thoughts straight in between. I have a whole mm. podcast episode on um, I think it's called how to not get so mad at your partner. I forget <laughs> what it's called, but it's in there. It's in there. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's in there somewhere. And um it's it's basically all about like take the space that you need, putting space between you and your next reaction. That is emotional adulthood. Okay. Emotional childhood is like. I feel mad right now. I must stomp and yell and curse and, you know, like like a child does, right? Like, like a toddler. So we want to be emotional adults. We want to, like, have some kind of a tool that helps us process how we're feeling in that moment so that we don't react. So for me, and I know for you, Allison, as well, breathwork is like a big one, right? We used to start our sessions off with breathwork, mm-hmm. and I do that with my clients when they're open to it um and then also like doing some writing, like just really getting it all down on paper, the unspiritual version as I like to call it, basically like the one you'll never show him, right but like mm, re- all those
0: resentment pages like say yeah. everything and anything and then have a little ritual where you burn it and then you go yep, let this go <laughs> yes yeah but then write a
1: second one of what you actually want to say, right mm. um and so I just, I communication, I think, gets lost when we start talking about each other's reactions. Mm-hmm. It's not about the reactions. It's about what's underneath it. And when when one person shuts down and then the other person starts yelling, and then the other person gets defensive, and then the other person this, now you guys are gonna fight about that. You're uh-huh. gonna fight about like, well, you shut down on me two days ago. Well, you yelled at me when I asked you about the money. It was just a question. Will you this? Will you? And then you get lost. In talking about the reactions as opposed to actually talking about what's going on, which is, hey, I'm struggling with some fear here. Like, if this is your life partner, I always tell people to think about that term. This is your partner in life. That means that when one or both of you is struggling with something, there needs to be some safe emotional space to talk about it. It doesn't mean that we don't sometimes lose our shit. We all do. And that's okay. But we have to be able to come back and say, here's what I've been noticing in myself. Here's what I've kind of been noticing with you. You know, can we talk about it? It's got to happen.
0: What if like you want to take a breather, being like, okay, I that hurt my feelings. So I'm gonna like walk away for a second, but then they kind of just keep kind of coming back. Like, how how can you manage that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's a boundary issue, right? So yeah. a, a boundary violation is when someone violates your physical or emotional space. And if someone like won't let you walk away, whatever that means, you know, following you into the next room or whatever, that's a boundary violation. So that's when we set a boundary, which would sound something like, hey. Right now, I need some space. I'd really appreciate it if you left the room. If you don't, I'm going to have to leave the house for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And then you have to follow through if they don't listen. Like you are in complete control of your life, Mm -hmm. complete control. And if your partner is not, I'm all about like compromise, I'm all about communication, all about that. But when someone is literally like in your space and won't get out of it or won't stop pestering you about something, when you're like, hey, Let's talk about that tomorrow when I feel like I'm in a place that I can be. That's when you have to take matters into your own hand and say, here's my request. If you can't honor it, here's what I'm going to do. And remember when you're setting a boundary to never have it be what they're going to do. So it can't be like, Hey, I need you to leave me alone for a few hours. And if you don't, you need to leave. Like you can't make somebody else leave. It always has to, you have to be in the driver's seat. I'm going to leave or, you know, I'm going to go in the other room or I'm going to hang up the phone or I'm going to not open the door or whatever the boundary is. Put yourself in the driver's seat because... You're going to go nuts if you try and put it in the other person's court, right? Because if they know knew how to handle the ball in their court, you wouldn't need to set the boundary to begin with.
0: <laughs> I remember you saying this once of like, it's okay to go to bed angry or something. Hell yeah. Tell me more about this. Because I think so many women, like like you said, you set that boundary being like, we'll talk about this tomorrow. And then like, obviously you guys are fighting for like the next 24 hours, like silent fighting, like we guys aren't actually speaking right, to each right. other. <laughs> Like, t- tell me more about this. I think a lot of women don't want to go to bed kind of angry, right? And, you know, frustrated with their partner.
1: Well, I think it depends on why, right? So if if you have a, a reason that really aligns with you, that's great. But a lot of people are like, well, my grandmother always used to say, and my mother always, and I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, for me personally, that's like a crock of shit, right? <laughs> like, I mean, think, okay. So for me personally, I am useless in the evening, Like, forget it. Um, I share about this all the time. My sister-in-law, Amanda, you know her. My -hmm. sister-in-law had a baby after 10 p.m. last year. And like, no one called me because it was after (laughs) 10 p.m. They were like, we're not even calling her. Her phone's off. She's she's dead to the world. You know, like, I'm useless at night. Forget it. Mm -hmm. If we get into some big conversation in the evening when I am very much aware that my energy is not aligned with who I really want to be, it's not going to go well.
0: Yeah, that's so true.
1: I want to go to bed mad because I want to talk about it in the morning when I have patience. And this is for me. Some people are night owls, you know, but when I have patience, when I have a better perspective, to me, everything makes more sense in the morning. To me, everything seems easier and more um, attackable is not a word, but I'm going to use it okay. attackable, you yeah. know, in the morning. And so it's about knowing yourself what is your reason for not wanting to go to bed mad? Does that reason serve your marriage? Or is it just based on like an old wives tale that people have been telling for a long time? Like, where does it come from for you?
0: Yeah. Just wanting to go to bed, I guess, maybe not having that feeling of I'm mad. Like, I think that has a lot to do with it, but I am, I am somebody, I will go to bed angry. So like, I don't mind if I, because my husband golfs a lot. So like sometimes he'll come home and it's just like, wow, like you've been gone all day. And like, I thought I was gonna have more time to myself tonight. And then it's like, I need to take a nap. And I'm like, I'm now mad. <laughs> and it's like, uh, anyway, so like, there's just nights. I was like, I'm just, and then in the morning, like you said, it's like, it's really not a big deal. It really wasn't a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. I, and, like we'll talk about it. It's like, okay, yeah. Like, I won't do that again. Or like, you know, whatever. Like, we'll work out some compromise, right? But like, I just always know that like, it just now is not a good time to talk about it, especially like you said, like I'm not a good person. I don't say I'm not a good person, but I I handle things a lot differently after 8 p.m. than I would yep. after 9 a.m.,
1: right? <laughs> Me too, because my thoughts are different. Yeah. Like, I noticed that after like 8.30 p.m., I am much more judgmental. (laughs) I am much more critical. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's I'm I'm much less patient at bedtime with my kid. In the morning, I've got all the patience in the world for him. At night, I'm like, just freaking go to bed already.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's so true.
1: Yeah. So it's just about knowing yourself.
0: I love that. Uh, I love that so much because I think so many women want to just like talk about it after the kids go to bed. And I'm like, that might not be the always the best time mm-hmm. um, yeah and if this is your life
1: partner and you're most likely planning on being with them for the rest of your life like what's the rush mm-hmm. what's the rush they're not going anywhere you're not going anywhere Ooh, like that, you, yeah you will find the time and you know let's um let's sacrifice the immediate gratification we get of talking about it right now For the sake of talking about it at a time that actually serves us moving forward.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think too, sometimes when I don't, I have thoughts about something, for example, like I'll wait like a few days. And then like I said, a lot of times it's like, oh, that doesn't really matter anymore. Like I I, I thought I I worked through my own stuff. And yeah, it's like, because it wasn't really a him problem. It was a me problem.
1: Mhm yeah I'm sorry to tell you but yeah. it always is. Yeah. <laughs> right? It it always is, you know, like if I am really pissed off about something it's mm-hmm. because I'm taking it personally. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, like what other people do and say is really about them. Now, mm-hmm. any human in the world takes things personally by all, like, obviously this happens all the time. But when I stop and give myself the opportunity to like, take a look at it, that's the other thing. Waiting until morning or waiting until later gives me the opportunity to reflect a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I might, I might say something to you in the heat of the moment and then really regret it later on, you know? So mm-hmm. just like timing matters when it comes to communication, it matters
0: hmm yeah I'm so glad that you said that because yeah I think you're right instant gratification like we want to talk about it right now mm-hmm. he just it's said fiery. It. yeah it's like ah yeah. it's,
1: it's like, fiery
0: take a yeah. step back set some boundaries and then hopefully yeah. like there's a time in the next few days that you guys can both sit and talk about yeah. it
1: this is why having a regular practice of like meditation or breath work mm-hmm. or or exercise or something yeah. that like keeps your baseline relatively low, like brings your inner temperature down, like having a regular practice of that, a daily practice, which by the way, is really helpful when you're a new entrepreneur too. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that really helps you in those moments where you need to be able to access some space, but you're feeling fiery. If Mm -hmm. you've been practicing on a daily basis, some deep breaths and some stillness, you will have a much easier time accessing that when you really need it.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, so good. I'd also like to dive into this, sometimes the expectation that some women still need to be doing all of the things in the household mm. when they start their businesses or, you know, they're still maybe doing it in a full-time job or a part-time job. And they're like, okay, I start this new business and, like, the spouse still wants them to do all the things. so. Of course, my husband and I, it's very, I don't even say it's 50 50. Like we're both 100% parents all day long, right? There's no 50 50 here. Um, but he's very good with like, oh, these are mom's working hours or whatever. And we just leave her alone. right? I have, I know I'm all hands on deck. Like these are our hours that we've worked out. But so our communication obviously is very good. And we've been doing this now for many years. So it makes sense for us. But like when you're just starting out and you haven't been like, hey, I actually need more time away from the kids or away from you or whatever, just in my office. But he's like, but the laundry isn't done. The dishes aren't done. Food isn't on the table. Like, this is new. Like, how would you go about navigating that conversation?
1: I mean, I think it needs to be a compromise, right? Like, uh, I think that it's... Unfair for a partner to think that you need to do it all. I also think it's unfair as the new entrepreneur to think that now your partner has to do it all, right? So, so there needs to be some communication, um, like a sit down, like a scheduled sit down. So, I always have like the couples that I work with, I always have them scheduled weekly communication times, like one of the first things that we do, mm-hmm. um, and We use those times for different things, depending on what's going on. And one of the things that people usually need to use at first is division of labor. Right. Ooh. Yes. Division I've never of labor. heard it talked
0: like ooh, division of labor.
1: Oh God, it's a <laughs> it's a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a whole podcast on default parenting and like it was wildly popular. I didn't think it'd be that popular, but people are like, This is me, I do it
0: all. You yeah. know, yeah. We put but, so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Yes, but here
1: is what I found through that podcast and talking to people after that episode is that. There actually wasn't any communication about it. There was just like this low key resentment going on. There was just, mm-hmm. so there was a lot of women that was like, yeah, I'm doing it all right. Whether you're an entrepreneur or you work an office job or whatever, and I'm taking care of the kids and this and this and this, I do it all. But when I would ask them like, hey, you know, did you talk to your husband about that? Have you sat down and, and, and calmly like had a conversation? Most of the time, the answer is No. And when the answer is yes, it's always followed up by like, well, we talked about this three years ago. I don't know why he's like, uh. you know, not getting it, you know, or um, yes, I I say, you know, I say things in passing all the time, right? Like the passive aggressive stuff, mm-hmm. or yes, I say it when I'm really angry, which like nobody, can, like, no, having conversations about division of labor, about your daily life needs to happen Um, at a time where you are both sitting down, you know, you're going to have the conversation, it's scheduled, and you come to the conversation with all all of the tasks that need to be done on a daily basis. And you sit there and you literally divide the labor. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes there needs to be a second or a third conversation. That's okay. Um, The point is that you're talking about it. You're talking about it. And so, yeah, I mean, the expectation that, you know, mom needs to do it all is, of course, unfair. Um, And but it's also unfair to expect dad to know how mad that makes you if you haven't actually expressed that. Mm. So it takes two, right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think I love that idea of just like almost having like the household business meeting. Like my husband and yep. I, do, we try to do that often. Even right before this call, we were outside. He was like pulling weeds and the kids weren't out there. And we were just talking about some, he's starting a, a new business. And I was just like, this sounds cool. How about we do this? And like we were just kind of like going back, like brainstorming ideas. And one of the kids comes out and he's like, hold up, we're having a business meeting right now. Come <laughs> back that. out. You know what I mean? Like, but like, Yeah. Like it just for us, it's just like, when can we get that time away? And sometimes you need to schedule the time away, like having a dinner, having a lunch, having a breakfast or whatever, like getting a sitter or going away for a weekend. One of my first guests on my podcast, she talked about that, how like they would schedule a weekend away, like every quarter or every few months. And just talk about, like, what they want still. Like, what do they want out of their life? What do they want out of their relationship? Like, what are some cool things we can do with the kids? Like, about our, like, businesses. Like, having, like, brainstorming sessions. Like, how can we just have a better life overall together? Like you said, this is a life partner. Like, you chose this person, even if you're not married yet, but you have, like, kids or whatever. Like, you chose this person to be in your life for a reason, whether spiritually or whatever. But, like, you chose this person. Like, you guys have to be able to communicate your wants, your needs, like, your desires in a way that, like, is going to make you guys both happy, you know? And so I love that idea of, like, these are our scheduled times, whether that be once a week or whatever. But, like, yeah, you guys need to talk more. Just
1: communicate. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the things that I suggest people talk about, if you haven't talked about this yet, is what kind of communication did you grow up seeing your parents have? Oh, damn. Right. We're
0: getting deep. Get into the <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, this is where all the communication issues come from. They all yeah. come from you know, um, one partner comes from a household where nobody really talked about anything. Another partner comes from a household where they talked about everything or whatever variation Mm -hmm. it is. And now they like fall in love decide to have this life together, but then like, you know, real shit settles in and then they don't know how to talk to each other because one thinks that communication is not necessary. The other one thinks communication is everything. So one of the first things that I want couples to talk with each other about is how did you see your parents communicate to each other? How did your parents communicate to you? Um, If your parents were divorced, that probably really affected communication, right? Divorced parents usually communicate different than married parents, not always. Um, And what kind of messages did you receive from that style of communication? And how is that trickling into your relationship now? Like, none of these things are a problem. The problem is when you just sweep it under the rug. And then you mm. hear people say things like, we grew apart. Mm. You didn't grow apart. You weren't talking. Mm. And the thing is that if you're, it's going to be your life partner, you each are going to grow, hopefully, right? I don't want to be with somebody who's not going to grow. Like, hopefully you're both growing. So it's to be expected that you need to continue to get to know each other over time because you're changing. So, you know, the whole, like, we grew apart thing. I mean, I guess it's, it's legit. It's, it's accurate, but it's not, it's not something that just happened. It's not like you know, it just just kind of happened to us, you know. No, you stop talking. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. You probably get a lot of like, we just grew apart. We're just not connecting anymore.
1: Right. Yeah. Yep. There's a lot of that. There's yeah. There's. I could go on and on. <laughs> I know, right? You've probably heard it
0: all. Oh gosh, I feel like I'll have to have you on again because I feel like this is a very common issue. And like you said, like you probably can talk about this for hours. I like give a podcast literally every week <laughs> where you talk about something as long or as, um, yep. in the lines of communication. And uh, I just, I don't know, I love listening to it. I love, um, your content. So tell everybody, how can they work with you or like, where can they find you more of you? Yeah.
1: So everything is under partnership aligned. So you can find me on Instagram at partnership aligned. That's where you're going to get like the most, um, you know, content from me. Um, my podcast is called Partnership Aligned Podcast and it's pretty good, if I may say myself. Oh, yeah, it is. And it is. um and then uh my website is partnershipaligned.com. So you just, you know, partnership aligned is it. It's the, it's the, the
0: money code. Yeah. So how do you work with clients? So I
1: work with one partner, usually the woman. Um, I sometimes will, ha- will do like a joint session with the other partner if they're down for it. But I work one on one because I know from like years of personal and professional experience that people actually make more progress when they work on themselves separately before they come together. So I have a one on one coaching program. Um, it's six months long. I bring women into it. We work on your relationship with you, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your thoughts. Um, and we go deep. Like I'm one of those coaches that will take you deep. Like I don't deal with band-aids. I deal with the wound. Um, and then I also, in my program, offer optional coaching for the partner. So you can gift some of your sessions to your partner if there's someone that's open to, be, to being coached. So yeah, so that's how I work with, and you can find like links to schedule with me and all that um, on Instagram.
0: Oh, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I I learned so much. I like I, said, I can just pick your brain forever about this sort of stuff because it's so, so relevant in the entrepreneur space, especially when you're a mompreneur, right? Like, yeah, <sighs> these are conversations that just need to be had, you know, if we want to be our most successful self. And I just know, I just like I, said, I I luckily have such an amazing partner. I know everyone probably listened to this podcast, like you fell in love with your partner for a reason, you know, and like. But you also have this entrepreneur spirit inside of you and you want to make, you want to really make this work. You want to have the best of both worlds, right? Like having your own business and also have a thriving household and thriving relationship. And, you know, hopefully you guys took some great info from Alana today. Like, I just feel like I said, I could, ah, I just like there's so many more things, but yeah. So thank you for coming on today. Any last words of wisdom for the audience?
1: Um, I think just like, remember that the difficult conversations are the growth of your relationship. Like that is where it lies. And sometimes it's hard to sit down and have these difficult conversations. They're very uncomfortable, but if you don't have them, you will end up uncomfortable anyway. So if you're going to be uncomfortable in your relationship, might as well be the kind of uncomfortable where you're like moving forward and on the same page. So have the conversations. Yeah, Thank
0: you. I love it. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening and go follow her today. Go look at her page. Go sign up to work with her if you need some help. She's amazing. And yeah, I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen.